0: Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. I'm Barry Ritholtz, and this is 7 Trends in Car Markets. Today's automobile market is filled with all sorts of anomalies. Delays in getting semiconductors and chips, supply chain snafus impacting mechanical parts, shortages of new cars leading to rising prices for used cars. These headlines sometimes obscure the more interesting trends in the auto market that are bubbling below the surface. I was reminded of this recently reading a New York Times column by Peter Coy, why it's easier than ever to buy a used car. Coy reminds us that economist George Akerlof, who won a Nobel Prize in 2001, correctly diagnosed the problem as one of asymmetric information. Sellers just knew a lot more than buyers did. Eventually, things changed for the better as state laws prohibited odometer rollbacks, and the law required all accidents to be reported. Lemon laws helped, as did Carfax, which started covering used cars back in 1984, Coy called Carfax a game changer. Here's a little pre-holiday food for thought from a self-proclaimed car guy. A few of the underlying trends in the car market, roughly in the order of their current market size, starting with car buying. The days of a new car salesman pretending to speak to their manager as they negotiate prices Hey, that's thankfully coming to an end. One of the great innovations of Tesla was simply posting their prices online and allowing people to make purchases without dealing with a salesperson. Consumers love this. We also see this showing up in companies like Carvana or CarMax. They have a no-haggle sales policy. Their prices are what the prices are. You also see this occurring in online purchases from dealerships who then directly deliver the car to the home. You never stepped foot in the dealership. Saturn may have failed as a brand, but they were decades ahead of the curve when it came to no-haggle pricing. The asymmetrical information imbalance has shifted in the direction of the consumer. At least it's much fairer than it once was. Dealerships better adapt fast or die. Car buying has been changed by the pandemic for the better, and it's likely permanent. Expect purchasing a car in the future to look nothing like it has in the past. Next, the used car market. Modern cars today, they're, they're incredibly well-equipped. They're filled with safety features that used to be expensive options. They've become astonishingly reliable, very cheap to maintain well-equipped for use in a modern household. The same is true for cars that are three to seven years old. Used car buyers are no longer playing roulette with potential lemons, but instead are purchasing solid vehicles that enjoy extended lifespans. Better still, this is after that giant new car depreciation has already occurred. In fact, one of my favorite purchases is to identify some pricey, well-maintained car coming off of a 36-month lease and buying it for half or less of MSRP. I find this works especially well with luxury brands like BMW and Porsche. The used car market will eventually begin to mean revert in price as the supply chain snafus become untangled. The current shortfall of new cars should resolve over the next 12 months, but this means there'll still be plenty of inventory shortage of used cars over the ensuing 24 to 48 months. With so many people discovering the advantages of purchasing gently used cars, mean reversion might be somewhat shallower than expected. Three, electric vehicles. Hey, EVs are simply a superior drivetrain versus internal combustion engines or ICE. What they lack in a lovely exhaust note, they make up for in many ways. Not only are they cleaner, but they're faster, smoother, more reliable, even cheaper to maintain. Whatever range anxiety you might have about EVs, that should be disappearing. The new cars from Lucid, they have 500 plus mile ranges. Tesla's Model S and Mercedes EQS, well over 400 each. New technology is coming that promises a 750 mile range. The world is rapidly moving towards electric powered cars. By 2030, I'm expecting more than half of all new cars will be electric. The other half, a lot of those are going to be hybrid. This is the future, and it's coming. Number four, driving enthusiasts. The possibility of something going away really makes people suddenly appreciate it. Perhaps it's been the lockdown or maybe just a bit of availability bias, but I can't help but notice the huge upswing in enthusiasm for automobiles among surprisingly younger drivers. This stands in opposite to the fewer driver licenses we see amongst youth, the general disdain for driving, the rise of Uber, and eventually self-driving cars. But go online. There are so many videos and YouTube channels you can watch. Top Gear, Grand Tour, Doug DeMuro, Harry's Garage. This reveals an intense automobile culture worldwide. Meet and greets like cars and coffee have sprung up all over. Automobiles may not represent the freedom to the young today that they did to my generation, epitomized in Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run, but they do resonate with this generation on many levels. Number five, auction sites. I've been a fan of sites like Bring a Trail or Cars and Bids for years. I only started actually making purchases as opposed to merely bidding during the lockdown. I, I bought two cars and I sold one car. If I could not eyeball a car and take one for a test drive, well, auctions were the next best thing. You have a community there who provides a lot of color to each vehicle and lots of pictures and videos. It's a pretty thorough way to go about buying a car. I've bought and sold several cars for what I thought were fair prices, and I've enjoyed the experience. Yes, there are some risks here, and I do have some useful advice. Perhaps that's worth saving for a future blog post or, or column. I expect these sites will maintain much of their traffic, especially their hardcore audiences, even after the car market normalizes. Collectibles. Let's break this collectible car universe into a handful of specific groups. I think four should do it for us. The first, hey, the car kid, that guy or girl who fell in love with some magic car when they were younger. Maybe it was a Corvette or a Camaro or a Ferrari, Lamborghini, Aston Martin, whatever. Eventually, they reach a stage in life where they can afford to purchase that unrequited nostalgic love. Then there are the do-it-yourselfers. These are the folks comfortable with a wrench or an OEM diagnostic tool. They can repair or rebuild a car or even do a full frame-off restoration for that special car they have dreamed of for so long. Next, enthusiasts of means. These are people who are comfortable buying and driving automobiles from a different era for the sheer pleasure of it. Hey, if it generates a return on investment, that's great, but it's not their primary focus. Lastly, the pure speculators. These are people who look at automobiles the same way they look at real estate or Bitcoin or art or anything that could be purchased today with the hope of reselling it at a higher price at some date in the future. What'll be interesting is to see how these buying groups shift over time as the automotive world changes. Manual transmissions are going away, internal combustion engines have come to the end of their useful lifespan. Forecasts range from the collectible car market collapsing to exploding in price with everything in between. And finally, number seven, self-driving. Of all the aspects of automobiles I keep reading about, I suspect this is the one that's most overhyped. Yeah, sure, it's coming eventually, I know. One day, steering wheels and, and pedals will disappear. You'll sit in your orb and be transported by your own personal robotic vehicle. Hey, maybe it even turns into a drone and flies you to your destination. I suspect this era will involve greater volumes of traffic moving about more quickly, but the joy of driving will be lost on almost everyone. Hey, a handful of old-timers will keep their vehicles in working orders, sticking to the back roads wherever possible. Me? I just like to drive. For more from me, check out The Big Picture at Ritholtz.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today. Solid.